Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and you know what that means. That means we bring on Anna Kelly. Hi. Hi, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Uh, I have a very, I have a good list of topics today. The first one, I think, uh, it's really important for at least me to get off my chest and I'd love to see what you have to say about it. And that is just the realization folks that a lot of us have made a lot of money in the last two years, which really does feel weird to say, right? We went through a pandemic. It's been almost two years yes. and a lot of us made some money. We get to thank good old uncle Jerome Powell. Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that the next two years are not going to look like the last two and money can be made, but it's going to be a lot harder and unfortunately, there are a lot of people who got, um, well, I'll say what I got. Last time this happened, I got cocky. I, I turned seven grand into nearly 200 and I was feeling myself. Yeah. And then uh, I got got. So I, I think it's going to happen again. So I just think I want to talk about it. Hopefully somebody sees this uh, and they can move their chips around uh, and others do the work, man. It's, it, you can still do a lot of great stuff the next two years. It's just going to be harder. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree completely. I was talking to a couple of my students yesterday that are like, you know, it's so hard to find deals. They're doing all the right things and they're looking at the deals the right way and everything's going for crazy prices that don't make sense for people that are really looking to build that cash flow right now. And I said the same thing. This has been, this is a time where you have to be extremely patient, patient, extremely diligent, and just keep putting in the work because eventually it's, go, you're going to find the right opportunities, right? Yeah. Um, and it's going to be really important to get very creative where things have just kind of come easily, the traditional, put your 20% down, get your mortgage, find a decent deal. And, and you could find deals all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Now the deal scarcity is, is greater. Um, a lot of people are worried about the economy still. And real estate is a safe, traditionally safe place to park money and preserve capital, and a lot of players are, are paying top dollar to do that, to beat inflation. And so that means there's just going to be more competition for a while. And you've just got to have the fortitude to not give up thinking this doesn't work. I'm out, right? Yeah. You can find deals. You just got to get creative. And how can I make it a deal for me and structure it in such a way that it still helps meet my financial goals? Mm -hmm. Even when it's hard, you're going to have to do great deals only, right? make them a great deal and do fewer of them probably over the next couple of years. Yeah. I just hope people hear this. There's no, I mean, again, I have the luxury of doing this for now 21 years. I remember, I remember 1030 wanting out of my houses into apartments and then we were dry, meaning no deals for like 18 months as it kind of rolled over. And then we bought the whole way down. Cause I didn't know where the bottom was. Right. Right. We bought the whole way down cause they were great deals. And Oh, by the way, we held them and we're doing fine now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, don't try to time the market. And then for the folks that are doing the work, right? Your students, my students, they have dry powder. They're, they're getting antsy, right? It's almost, yeah. like, it's almost like cash is 
It's like that game of hot lava, right? Where if you step on the floor, it's hot lava. You got to, I don't know. It's a kid game. Yes, yes. But they, um, they almost like want to repel the cash. I'm like, no, dry powder is okay. The market that is coming will reward dry powder. That is why I have raised my dry powder from normal levels. And I'm willing to sit on it in an environment where inflation is 6% because I know the discount that I will get when I do put together a great deal will more than make up for it. Yeah, it's a really hard balance, right? We like to keep our money moving. And, and I think we've talked about this before. I used to, every time I had extra money, I'm like, I'm buying the next deal that I can afford with the money that I got. And I bought yeah. the next one. And I didn't yeah. have a whole lot of, of dry powder, as we say. Um, the pandemic, though, made me thankful that I had sold a bunch. I had a bunch of uh, liquidity. Mm -hmm. And that helped me to, to be able to work with people for a few months till they were able to pay was so thankful I had it. So I don't think I'll ever go back to the period where I just spend all my cash because I can yeah. or spend all the cash to fight inflation. Right. Like, yes, we want to own assets that are going to go up in value and sitting on a bunch of cash and not doing anything to balance that would probably be a mistake, right? Because mm -hmm. we don't want, it is being deflated. But if you have opportunities that are good deals, they're, they're, they help you move the needle forward in your financial goals. That's a good deal to you, right? Mm -hmm. If your financial goals is you need a deal that cash flows, if you find one that cash flows and, and the fundamentals are there, buy it, right? 30-year debt, 30-year debt. Yes, if you can, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, buy it, but keep some reserves, yeah. keep some liquidity. Don't be so afraid of inflation that you just, you know, you just spend it all on bad deals. Yeah, and the other thing I want people to realize, this conversation, again, we're real estate investors. We've also done stocks. You have a financial training background. I want people to be very clear. Uncle Jerome Powell, made everything go up. Everything is peak price, right? All assets have gone up, asset yeah. inflation. And um, Jerome Powell, I mean, did you see the unemployment claims number this morning? It was lower than expected. 199,000. It is the lowest since November 15th of 1969. Wow. Wow. Uncle Jerome's going to have to taper a little bit faster. This is, it, it's just, it's crazy. There, there's so many things that are that go against conventional wisdom and history. You look at history, you go, this is what's happening next. And this is what's happening next. And some of those things are playing out and have to, right? Mm -hmm. um, we knew inflation was gonna happen once they're dumping a lot of money, buying a bunch of assets. Well, here we are, right? So those kind of things, the fundamentals stay the same, but there's so many nuances that have been surprising to me. And um, the fact that that Powell was renominated, at least by the president. I'm sure he'll be renominated by, you know, yeah, Congress. He'll, get, he'll get confirmed or yeah. um, to me was a, a message that, look, we're, we're looking to keep things stable, despite the fact that we've got this progressive multi-trillion dollar build back better. We're not putting the progressive in charge of the Fed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was a that was a very clear um, choice to try to calm some nerves of inflation and calm some nerves of this, you know, potential build back better. I think that Powell's going to try to keep some stability and do everything he can to cool inflation so that it doesn't get crazy. Um, my question though, Michael, where I think things are still going to be tight and expensive over the next couple of years, to your point, is that the Fed cannot control the supply side. They can try to control the demand side, but there's only a few tools that they have in their tool belt, right? And raising rates is one of them. So we could get where deals are harder to find and rates go up. It's going to make it more challenging for us. But the Fed can't control the supply. And I think that the supply chain issues 
and the supply being able to keep up with the demand, mm -hmm. it's going to probably take us a year or two oh, yeah. to get to where we've got equilibrium on the supply side and cool down the demand side. So we just need to expect it's going to be tight for a couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's again, I, I keep going back to the fact that the next two years are, are going to be harder than the last two. It was really easy. You buy, you buy, you buy the dip and goes to the moon and all of these things that became taglines were true. It weren't their taglines because they worked. I'm here to tell you the next two years aren't going to be this. And we're already starting to see some cracks and right. you're right. I mean, the, the thing that I think about real estate, again, trying to look into the future, we still have record low supply. It went down in the last month, which shocked me. Yeah. Uh, prices are up. Uh, mortgage demand is up, even though rates are up, which I called because again, People are, people are consistent when their patterns rates tick right. up, mom and dad get off the sidelines. Oh, we missed the bottom, but we don't want to miss the next one. So again, right. just this morning, uh, mortgage demand for purchases up for the third week in a row in a rising interest rate environment. Right. Cause they're still historically low. So people, people still know that they know two years ago when we bought our house five years ago, 10 years, they were like five and up. Right. And so it's like, we are still seeing historically low rates and What's interesting is people are so reactionary. Like one day that a rate goes up a little bit and mortgage applications dip, they're like, it's over. Ah, it's yeah, over. Yeah. No one else is buying. And, it, you know, same with the stock market. One day it's down and the next day, oh, it's over. We're happy again. Um, consumer sentiment is very, um, it, it fluctuates a lot, right? Yeah, you've got to watch. The, again, they move in a herd. And yes. if you can catch when the herd pivots, that's important. But yeah, there's lots of head fakes in there. That's why That's why I've been watching. That's why I can do a daily financial news show for a thousand days in a row because the consumer is a tricky beast. Uh, yes. so it's, it's a lot of fun. So yes. the last thing to talk about when I look into next year, specifically on real estate is again, back to that supply demand question. There's two things out there that I think stokes demand and kind of sends shivers down my spine. One is a first time home buyer program, yes. right? Because I think prices are going to go up. The median home is going to go up and it's, it's not the payment anymore. Now it's the down payment, right? People are down payment constrained. Yes. So I see some kind of program coming, which again, does nothing for supply and, and hits demand. And then the other one, I don't, I used to not think this was coming next year, but I'm starting, the UK just announced it, 40 year mortgages. The UK just yesterday released 40 year mortgages. I did not see that, but we've been talking about knowing that's coming, right? Yeah. And so- between housing affordability is a huge um, key topic, key initiative for progressives, right? Across across the world. Mm -hmm. um, and this misnomer we've talked about of, you know, housing and affordability mm -hmm. really isn't true when you look at history, but it's like one of their major platforms. And so yeah. pushing programs to make housing more affordable is going to continue. Um, to your point, not only longer amortization periods, but down payment assistance or lower down payments. Mm -hmm. um, we just saw that, you know, now we're doing new loan programs, even up to a million dollars. They're trying to keep it. It's interesting. They want to keep people buying yet. They know that we've got an inflation problem. And, and it's like, if they, if they lower rate, if they raise rates, it kind of cools demand, but yet they still want housing affordability which is going to increase demand in, in certain 
um, demographics and certain average priced homes and below, I think is where you're going to see a lot more demand. Mm -hmm. I still think that in that kind of $400,000 and plus home range, um, I don't think those are going to be impacted as much by those programs. So maybe you start to see some cooling in demand in the higher priced homes. I think so. I think the whole K-shaped recovery, I think the people in the high end have done their buying already, frankly. You only yeah. buy one, maybe you buy a second home. They're done, right? When, once you're committed, you're done with that. So mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Then the, kind of wrapping this topic up, the, the message I would want to give your students or mine that have kind of been doing the work and not seeing anything is your efforts are, the next two years are going to reward you. It is going to punish the people that bought because they were playing the game of hot lava, right? They had to get rid of it. Those people okay. are going to get punished. They're going to lose their money. It's going to be impair. It's, it's, it's going to be bad. So I'm excited by what's coming because I know that effort, I'll be rewarded for my effort. The last two years has been, you bought something and it went up. That, that feels good, but it's not, it's not repeatable. And now there's, there's a price to pay for that. So what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. We have to really look at real estate. Now, I know we beat this drum all the time, right? But you have to look at real estate as a long game. You can't just look at it as what is happening this year and, oh my goodness, let me change what I'm going to do. Let's get nervous, right? We look at it as a long game. And if we're buying rentals to hold them, which is what both you and I advocate, it's all about holding that thing long-term, generating the cash flow, equity going up over time, right? Some years up, some years down, but it's going to go up over time mortgage pay down. And that's where real long-term wealth is created, right? And so Absolutely. you just continue to buy. It's this concept um, of dollar cost averaging in the stock market, right? Or with your 401k, you buy, you just continue to do the same steps. You look at good deals. If the fundamentals work, you buy the deal, you diversify a little bit and you just keep doing it over the long-term <laughs> and you're going to do well, but don't get skittish about all the news media and all the things you see that, oh my gosh, I missed the boat, so let me get out. It makes no sense. Just continue to do the work consistently, continue to, to study and, and grow your knowledge, and then just take action um, and, and you'll do well. Yeah, that's amazing. So Anna, thank you for this topic. How can people find you and get part of your world? Great. So you know you can find me here every single Wednesday on our channel. And you can follow me at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Anna REI Mom Kelly. And my website is reimom.com. That's awesome. I'm so glad you got that URL. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Thank you.